Hello, spreaders. It's your hostess with the mostest. This is Kaz, and welcome to season five of the Spread Podcast. So just a quick recap, in our last episode, two of my partners and I had multiple discussions on polyamorous dating. We took some time to get to know each other better and had some super sexy conversations. Please feel free to take a step back and listen to that episode. There is a direct link in the show notes below. The conversations on polyamory are far from over. This week, we have Tiff Mugo, co-founder of Hola Africa and host of the podcast Basically Life, once again grace us with her presence here on The Spread. Please be sure to peep the Basically Life podcast. There's a direct link in the show notes below. Also, a lot of you ask about our intro music. I have a direct link once again in the show notes below, just in case you don't check them out, that leads you directly to the full song by Sage. Her music is absolutely absolutely delectable so please be sure to listen to it all my favorite album is expose yourself which is a theme song for this podcast so please just listen to the full album it's just it's magic sage is a kenyan singer that is just pure magic okay let's begin this podcast where tiff and i discuss our different elements on how we deal with our versions of polyamory Please be sure to share your thoughts with me when you get a chance. I would love to hear from you. You can always email us on host at thespreadpodcast.com or you can just slide into the DM on our social media pages. We are at the spread pod on all platforms. Okay. <laughs> Corona. No, don't Coronavirus. I'm so putting it in there. <laughs> Once are these guys who come. See, this, there's a strain called the South African strain. Why would you come here with that content? Out I'm the just gate. saying. I'm just, I've just heard it. But apparently it's here as well. So. What the South African... See, you're here, Kwani. How oh, do you think wah, it wah, got wah, 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 You <laughs> come here with this negativity. How do you think the strain got here? Uh, on a plane. <laughs> With on who, our boat with whoms <laughs> with whoms and house it's you people like to go in jolla <laughs> like to find south african lovers no 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 who has found whoms whoms of all of the kenyans in this room today which kenyan went and found a south african lover look me i got lost <laughs> i went to school and then i was like ah the visa has ended i must stay that's how it is. Uh huh. No, no, it's here not, you no. are with a South African oh. lover. A South African At the end of the day, that is the story. That, that is that the, you have a South African lover and you brought South African Corona. Why would you? Ugh, my days. But actually, I have come here to ask you questions. Are you allowed to be asked questions on your own podcast? So what we're gonna do? What are we gonna do? I think it would be really cool. I'm if, excited. If you can think up five questions and they don't, you don't have to think of them up now on the spot. I have them. Oh, wow. What a wow. I don't even know. Wait, what are the five questions about? Uh, so we really wanted to talk about polyamory in a panty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's the phone? Where's the phone? You've written, you've written questions. Of course. Why are you better than me? Because sometimes you must be better than others in yeah. order to shame them yeah, on yeah, their own yeah, podcast. Yeah. I have a couple of questions. Oh, I'm just going to freestyle this sheet. Just freestyle? Okay, Wait. so this is the basically life spread 
cross podcast. Crossover. Have we I, done um We never did one for the wildness. Oh, okay. We were going to and then the panini hit. Remember you were gonna come to South Africa? Oh my god. And then the panini hit. I completely forgot about that. Famo. Famo. That was a whole thing. It was a whole thing thing. Oh my god. Wait, where oh, South oh Africa? South Africa. And people were ready, bruh. People were ready. Yeah. We're gonna do a whole thing. We're gonna hire you a pole so you could have a room. Yeah. It was it was a whole why am I in Google Maps? Okay, clearly I'm not that much better than You're you. You're trying to go back home. Ooh, wee. Why would you come to here South with that? Africa. To South Africa. You know it's like seven South days. Africa. Kaz <laughs> questions. Okay. Okay. So So you'll ask and I'll ask. We'll intermittently okay. we'll ask. Intermittently ask. I'm probably gonna say, What about you? Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> Look, okay, so we are talking about non monogamy, right? So number one, non monogamy is hard. I want to ask you, how have you been navigating it all these years? Because I'm not gonna lie, high key mo- non monogamy has kicked my ass. For like five, six years now. And mm. I think I know, like we had a conversation like earlier on when you were like, um, figure out your, what is your attachment styles, mm. right? So I, I was doing psych last year. And when I found out about the different attachment styles, I felt red for filth, mm. right? Because um, what, which one is mine? Is mine anxious? No, I don't remember. Mm. Lord. But like I now spent ages like dealing with my codependency and you know, because me and Sipu have been in a relationship for 11 years and the way... 11. 11 is long. But like the way I've done non-monogamy, I realize has come from a very trauma-based place, right? So like we'll, have, we'll go through like a non-monogamy phase or like we'll be doing non-monogamy something and I will, because my brain can work very well, I'll figure out reasons why the way you're non-monogamy, rather than it being about me and being like, oh, okay, this is what I'm feeling insecure about, I'll be like, these are four we- four reasons mm-hmm. that you are failing, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Instead of dealing with my own shit. How have you been doing non-monogamy, Chong? Oof. Because you've been doing it for a hot damn minute. I have, I oh, have. Also that but crapple I mean, thing. My, inter- my, my non-monogamy has been interrupted by monogamy. Ooh. Yeah, so I did like, my first non-monogamous relationship was 12 years ago or something. And then after that, I was monogamous for a long time. And then I fully committed to being non-monogamous maybe five years ago five years ago yeah oh so i had one relationship i it had so much potential that even when the relationship ended i was like i really want to have an opportunity to be able to try that again because i know that i was young i didn't know anything about healing and at that point in my there's something about people being in the 20s where they believe like that's how the rest of their lives is going to be yeah you think and it's just like yeah and it's just like just wait i swear to god wait until you're in your 30s everything is so different so i really wanted to have the opportunity to try non-monogamy again but i did go through monogamous stints after that were you, were you always a good non a good monogamous person? I was. I was. You, you didn't only, cheat on nothing. Only after I mean before the non monogamous relationship twelve years ago I was horrible, but after that I was really good. Oh. I was. I'm. I mean, actually, I only had like maybe. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe one really. I'm just like yeah, that's a lie. Why? Why are you lying on the podcast? Like 10. I did monogamy in the middle and I didn't cheat or anything like that. But then one day you woke up and you were like... I was like, I just want... My thing was actually more than anything is that I wanted to be in a throuple. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for... So I I was actively a unicorn looking for couples. (gasps) 
Oh, you're yeah. so okay. So explain what a unicorn is. Because a unicorn I'm, is number three. <laughs> okay, that's okay. me. Ah. So a, a unicorn is really just somebody that likes to date couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, that's really it. So you you want to find couples. So, so it's not yes. you want to create a triad from scratch. It wasn't like that. I've all I've actually always wanted to find a, 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 oh, a you, fully you want fully couple. furnished. Yeah. You want, you want yeah. a fully <laughs> furnished house. <laughs> I want a fully furnished house. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So I get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, where, how many throuples have you been in? I've been in three. This is my third one at the moment. Wait, you found three, Imagine. Cu- two other couples yes. to be in a whole yes relationship. And my first relationship was a year long. My second relationship was like two and a half years long. And this one has just started. As somebody who's in a full-fledged relationship, right? I don't know how I'd feel about this. Especially you, like, look, Kaz, I ain't gonna lie, you fucking banging, right? And I don't know, <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. Like, I don't know, like, how do you navigate that? Like, how do you even start that conversation? Because I'm like, I'm trying to think of, like, my Sipu, I love you, my baby. But I'm trying to think of my Sipu coming home and being like, yeah. We're bringing a Kaz. Bringing a Kaz home. I'll be like, Sissy, are you mad? <laughs> are you not embarrassed for this talk? Mm-hmm. Why, what is this? Like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Because, like, I, I feel like you've probably had, like, some cases because, like, I love you, baby, and you smooth as shit. But, like, I don't know about it. But now, like, you're in, you're in my space. Like, I mm. think I know that there's a lot of work that I need to do mm. to be able to, like, get to that and place. And also, you don't have to get to that place. It's but just I want maybe to be not able, your thing. I, but I want to be able to look at, like, rather than be f- afraid of it, I mm. think that's the thing with me with a lot of non-monogamy things. I want to be able to look something like that in the face and be like, it's not for me. Not that I'm terrified of it and i therefore okay. will not do it and will like fight like a dying animal yeah. but to be like you know what actually you know i'm five months pregnant and i i don't know whether having somebody else in the house makes logistical sense mm. like you know it has to be if like if you're a, pregnant believe me having a third person in the house makes i feel like it would make sense. more sense because now if somebody's all waking up late yeah. and even having children actually um the other two c- couples that i dated were quote unquote het for lack of a better term. <laughs> I but love that you had, roll your eyes. You're like, but they had fa- they had children. Really? Yeah, there was children involved in the relationship. Oh, yeah. So that the thing about and that's the essence of community. I had mentioned that the reason that I like um, throuples because I was I've also always been very 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 attracted to Jasmine and King, and the thing that attracts me to them. I always thought that was going to happen for you. I also thought that was going to happen for me, but I didn't pursue it. Okay, I didn't pursue it. Um, but the thing that attracted me the most to Jasmine and King was their sense of family. Those are, and actually one of the conversations that I've had with my therapist (laughs) is that they say that because I didn't necessarily have that sense of family growing up is the reason why I look for that in couples. I'm looking for parents. I'm looking for a place to feel like home because my relationship, my throuple relationships have always made me feel safe. I've always made me feel like I'm at home. So my love for Jasmine and King was always that, like, it just felt like home. All of my couples that I've dated that were, like, traditionally male and female. Oh, um, uh, heteronormative. Heteronormative, yeah. Okay. A heteronormative relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, those are the couples for me that just feel like... Oh, oh like so you've got a mommy safe. and a daddy. Yeah. And, but in a, in like a, a relationship. Way. I was about to be like... <laughs> I was trying to move away from the sexual thing. I was like, in a relationship setting. Why did you decide to become non-monogamous? 
and at what point in your relationship you've been dating for 11 years who the fuck does that I, okay the dating for the 11 years we don't know uh, but we've had a couple of couples who are longer than us and we love them um why did we become non-monogamous like i wish there was a non-messy answer but it feels like it was always kind of lurking right So we'd have we used to have these conversations about how like monogamy is like we didn't have the language because as I said 11 mm. years ago right we didn't have the language we're like oh you know just only liking one person doesn't make sense you know those big mm. weird understandings right um so then I come home for something I think I was trying to write my thesis my master's thesis or no my honors thesis so I was trying to find queers right and I remember going to gal and things like that and so there was one person who I was like put on to um you know Ray The yes, DJ. Yes. So I was like riding with Ray and like they'd taken me to like I think it was Galk. I think it was Galk. And now now we're coming back and I'm dropping Ray back by Kileleshwa sides. And Ray's like, "Yo, there's my homie." Cuz I was like I was on the of the genuine firm belief that there were no queers in Kenya. Mm. And Ray's like, "You're a fool." So now like once I was introduced to Ray, blah 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 blah. So now it's like, "Ah, there's my what? There's my homie." I see this like dreadlocked lesbian and you know everyone has to go through the i love dreadlocked lesbian mm. face right oh my god am i the dreadlocked lesbian no oh, you're too femi you're too also too femi <laughs> no they're not a lesbian oh yeah hey but oh. yeah oh, actually what do you identify as queer queer yeah you're just queer just queer me i'm still a bog standard bisexual i'm just here and queer you're just here and queer mm-hmm. me i'm still a bog standard bisexual me i'm old school guys without mm-hmm. all the transphobia So you're a pan and we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, we will talk about that. I feel like that might have to just yeah, be yeah, its yeah. own podcast, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so like no, so now I see this person and it's like I think the day before I leave and they get my number from Ray and na 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 blah blah blah. So we start ch- I go back to South Africa, we start chatting, and then when I come back, nothing ever happened, right? But there was just that constant element, right? And that's kind of like the way which I am unmanifesting now like I'm manifesting against which feels negative but like I'm manifesting new things because I've always had this thing with my non-monogamy where it's like this non-descript oozing like this pulsing right so what friends but there's just something there where then one day also I've had a lot of Kenyans hey yo batong there's been a lot of Kenyans mm-hmm. so now with this person there was just this sort of pulsating thing and i think the 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 sort of the peak of it when sipu was like actually fuck this shit was when this person called me at 2 a.m. just because they wanted to hear my voice and sipu was just like what is this and i'm like i don't know what this is we're friends like nothing's happened like i'd even come home one time and it was just me and my cousin staying in our apartment being in my apartment being ratchet and this person came to stay with me and nothing happened mm. but it's just this weird pulsating thing and just like the more time went and then i went through my nigerian man phase where because i was there have been men no 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 i was the nigerian man oh okay so i was <laughs> because i was earning more money mm. i was like i'm cracking this relationship open i'm just i'm a crack this sucker wide open mm. because why must i not go and enjoy mm. myself for whom for whom <laughs> must i be monogamous <laughs> my beautiful girlfriend is here just trying to live life mm. and i'm like we're both going on retreat it was what no they weren't retreats what were they called residencies in mm. i was in uganda she was in uh zut somewhere in south africa i want to say limpopo but i know that's not true um and i was like we're just going to find other people and this is where i found my second kenyan and then and i keep having these intense love affairs mm. that are very 
1500s where there's a lot of letter writing mm. there's a lot of worn angst darling hello darling i've been pulsing for you i've been burning my burning flame is burning but alas but alas <laughs> now is not the time to be together Who because still fate, lost? <laughs> fate will have it that whomst am i amongst <laughs> the weary will i get that, the plague for you that <laughs> that that exactly that is, that is actually you lie but you have literally summed up all of my love affairs and then so like fast forward um we started actually having proper conversations around non-monogamy and this one i think is a lot better at non-monogamy than i am right but in what sense basically like a lot more intentional a lot more follow through god bless What God you, bless. I don't understand follow through. Um actually having somebody not the pulsating vibrations. Like the, like the passing phase. It's just yeah, like Yeah, like oh, there's a let's... there's been a talking phase, there's probably been some sex, there's probably like you know like some where you're like this was a thing mm. as opposed to I remember with the Kenyan who um yeah, with the Kenyan the last Kenyan, right? Um one of the things that their friends would say is like what are you two? Like mm. you you've been doing this weird thing for five years like Like at one point they were going to propose to me so you know like mm. we're not we've never had sex we've Cibu, never done things support no this person this oh. Kenyan right like it was five years a five years of whatever that was i still don't know what mm. it is i still cannot name bubbling it bubbling under yeah and mm. it's sort of like so we'd meet and it every time we met it felt like a first date because we still don't know what it is so every time it literally is like oh mm. my days i don't want that anymore yeah. that's cuz that's not a good way to non monogamy because yeah, also yeah. It makes me because I could not name this thing and by not naming things that's why humans don't like not naming things because it's an inherent threat right mm. we name things we want to know that is a shark yeah. that is a snake mm. that is fire like we want to name our threats or it's going to be a shark until it becomes a fire yeah right in and like six or, and a half months or, the virgo is or, just like etching in, on the wall counting down days exactly right yeah. so now the problem is because of the way I was doing non monogamy in this very nondescript sort of constant is it a threat is it not a threat what is this how do we maneuver because if you can't name something you don't know how to maneuver it right so i started like putting all of those feelings also onto my partner where they'd have a thing and i'm like what is it what is it name it now it's like no this is what it is not good enough not good enough a description i feel threatened i i just can't deal i just so i'm dealing with a lot of my shit right now with non monogamy but yeah now telling the story i realize how mm, yeah Mm, that's not that's not a good genesis that's, story. That's, that's okay. Mm, okay, so you've answered my question. I won't ask you anything else. Your turn. <laughs> Going back to the throuple thing. Yes. You oh, mentioned you have you I, just I want to you just want okay. That's all I want. Yeah, I said that's all I've come for. After this I'm going to walk out the door. Forget you, homie. Um so okay, so you said that when we were having conversations that threesomes is also a part of the sexual part of why you want like the throuple yeah. things right yeah the people who listen to this podcast were not there for this conversation uh, can we fill them in oh okay okay you see i don't know how to podcast like that nicely and <laughs> okay, so, like when when did you say when that? did you say that what don't. episode is that <laughs> best i look okay so explain to me the connection between throupling and your three sons when i was young and i don't know if many people have this experience of like I don't know what it's called in different places but like that chamama chababa thing did you yeah. you grew up in Kenya yeah, yeah, yeah. where you have playtime like a uh, playing house yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> your friends let's play house magic it's an age thing oh <laughs> that is a low blow <laughs> 
so I had one of my friends who I was in high school with and I were intimate. And one of the things that I've realized is that the intimacy that I've had with women is the fact that we never considered it sex. It was just like, oh, me and my girlfriend, we're just playing. We're just rubbing. Just touch, touching. Yeah, we're just rubbing each other's genitals and so on and so forth. Between the ages of 14 and 18, I must have had experiences with so many of my friends mm-hmm. at that time, like high school friends. And actually, even past 18, I think until I was around 24, I had so many same-sex experiences with people who that we were not claiming was sex mm-hmm. and never claimed a sex. I mean, I remember when I started having sex with men, I had a list that I wrote all the men that I had sex with. I love that. <laughs> and then I never wrote, I never had a list of all of the same sex that I had had. And then, what did you ask me why are we here? Oh, the throttling, the connection between throttling and threesome. Yeah. So then I realized that I was actually attracted to, um, at the time, obviously very binary. I was attracted to both genders. After, you know, having re- uh, relationships that I didn't even think were relationships with women, I was I was that girl that was like the life of the party mm-hmm. that used to go to clubs and like make out with other girls. I was that I was that person. You're a wild child, quote-unquote. Yeah, and then plus I fit the typical look of a straight heterosexuals man's fantasy of what a lesbian should look like. So it's just like this tiny, petite, light-skinned, pretty girl who's making out with other girls in the club. That The sort of content we're all here for. (laughs) So I was that person, and I I realized that I played into that a lot when I was younger. So because of that, I got asked to be in a lot of threesomes. Uh Oh. Yeah, and so I was in a lot of threesomes. Were they good? Like, was it hard? No, because I don't even remember them. Uh, the other day I was thinking to myself, I was like, I've done so much unhealthy, unethical. Like, my sexuality, the reason that I, I'm so adamant about the way that I preach sexuality mm-hmm. is because I've done all the bad things. All, 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 all. So you've made all, all the them. mistakes so we don't have yes. to. Yes. Okay. And so I can tell you, I can tell you all the things. Ask me all the questions and I'm happy to tell you all the things because... I know exactly how I felt at every single moment. I know exactly what I should have done better, what I didn't listen to when people told me, mm-hmm. what the 20s were like. I'm happy to have those conversations because the content that I create is for people that are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do better based off of all of the mistakes that I made in my life. I would never, never, never take them back because I think that's, that, that is my calling in life. I feel like I was put on this earth to be the mistakes for the future generation, not to make mistakes. To, to separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> yes, like, I really think that was my role on and, this. And you wouldn't be able uh, to do that had you not gone through all of that stuff, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so then I became, that was the thing. So then I became the number three. And I used to call myself number three. I even used to want to like get T-shirts. I just, I would sleep with anyone <laughs> i would literally <laughs> sleep with any couple anyone especially women i had just like i had an affinity for sleeping with women i used to think like women who've never slept with other women i was like let me be the first person to wait you you I were the was, damn breaker i was that person all my days and i was just like sleeping sleeping to the end of kenya sleeping down the troop that's it. That's it. <laughs> so sleeping with straight girls. That was like a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. Thing. Always, okay, okay. always, and and very something I would never, 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 never recommend anyone to do or do again. Myself is um, 
is having those kind of relationships with people who are not aware of who they are. Mm. And the more that I got to know myself and the things that I liked and the person that I was, the more that I was just like, yeah, that thing is not for me. It's not the one. Yeah. Mm, I want somebody who is open about themselves. So that, that became a thing for me. It's just like, I want to be, and I, that's when I started coming out. That's when I came out to my mom. That's when I came out to my family. And wait, th- wait this was when? Because I feel like for me, you were an ally for the longest time and then very recently no, you were like, boom. I came out. I'm here, I'm quit. I came out a very long time ago to my family. Uh-huh. I didn't come out in public until maybe three years ago. So, so wait, did you get to a point of good throuples? I think that's a very important question. I think for me. my first um, throuple relationship was my was my was where my good throuple um, like began. good threesome. Yes, right. Because people have a lot of ideas about threesomes. Like we need to talk about. I don't know if you talked about this on the spread, right? But like with the wildness, we talked about it, and like people have this big idea about threesomes that like mm. the minute you add extra genitalia, extra limbs, extra lips, extra mm. anything. It's suddenly going to be like a real crowd pleaser. But like more often than not, it's actually more awkward than anything. I think because people are generally quite unintentional about their sex, mm. right? So they don't have any of the conversations that you need to have before. They don't have any of the understanding. Like even like with ideas of just about consent. And you yes. use this really great phrase and great idea of being chivalrous during sex, yeah. right? Regardless of gender. Just I think people don't have a lot of that. They just think that, I'm going to drown in sex. So now it becomes a very... Now, imagine three people. Limbs flying. Somebody's had shots because, you know, somebody's always... Yeah, and probably everybody. And the thing is, you're getting into this... And I feel like that's why when you asked me if the sex was good that I don't remember because I really feel like I was definitely very drunk for maybe all of them Mm -hmm. in the past. Whereas currently, I don't like to have drunk sex. We might have a couple of glasses of wine, literally at the most, Mm -hmm. but I don't enjoy drunk sex. I don't like alcohol sex. Oh. Do yeah. you do do you do other 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 yes. stimulants? Yes, uh, we can sex? do other things. Oh, okay. Other other legalish things. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is kkk? Like just kind of uh, like you know borderline. <laughs> <laughs> And for our podcast of the week, we have, of course, the Basically Life podcast. I figured that I would give these guys another podcast shout out, seeing that this is a crossover episode. Basically Life, or at Basically Life underscore pod, is a podcast all about the way queers are living, loving, and fucking. Hosted by Tiff Mugo, every episode she chats to her queer squad around the continent about their living their best lives, navigating their sex and relationships, and general day-to-day lives. Wild and unscripted, this new Hala Africa podcast is on various podcast platforms, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Now back to our podcast. You don't know me. Actually, throupling was where the threesome started. Yes. Okay. And I actually don't think I had threesomes after that. Mm. Other than the people that I was in relationships with. I haven't had... Ooh, I lie. I haven't... <laughs> <laughs> 
I had one of my best threesomes was with one of my best friends and her partner. Wait, was what? Amazing. That worked out? It, yeah, it worked out because we had we had a really beautiful night of intimacy and then we never had it again. It was just like a one yeah. night special, yeah. one night extravaganza. And I've never slept with that friend again and I've never slept with her partner again. It was I, just so perfect. And the sex was just so good. It was so beautiful. I think that's where people go wrong, right? Yeah. Where like, it's an amazing night and then you want to recreate it and mm. then it doesn't quite work. So now you start trying different variations of, yeah. I'll try just one. I'll try this, just the other. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot because I've heard about that a lot where that's one of the main fears of people in threesomes, right? Mm. Where like, I'll introduce this person and it'll be magical and then they'll start equating, like my partner mm. will start equating, you know, incredible sex to this. Like the only like new factor was this person. Mm. So they start chasing this person. So you guys had that one night and just... yep. And that was it. Yep. Do you guys and ever discuss it still? We do. Just to, we do. Hello. We're still actually very close. What? Yeah, we're still very, very close. And um, one of the things was that he suggests he suggested to her that we should have a threesome again. Like, I think he's done it maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I've said no. I'm just like, no, we did. It was great. Wait, he's your friend. No, we're not, she, I'm not friends with him. Oh, she's, I try not to make friends with my friends' partners. Oh, okay. I try to form those really strong boundaries. Okay. But he suggested to her that uh, we should try to, like, well, we should, that was fun. We should do it again. And I was like, no, that was great. And we should not do it again. We should preserve it. In, yeah. in, 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 what's that thing? Uh, the stone. The, I know what you're talking you about. Know, you know that exact yeah. stone, right? The this, thing. The, in, it's, it's like amber the, and it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, 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 yeah that, that one. That, that they do fossils. Mm, okay. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Okay, your turn. Where do you stand now with your non-monogamy? Very non-monogamous, right? So, What does I, it mean for you guys? So I think for us, it's the idea of really being okay with, allow, with exploring whatever non-monogamy means to us. Because I think one of the huge problems we've had over the past is trying to set hard and fast rules. But then also the way we approach non-monogamy is very different, right? I'm one of these people who will create entire worlds for a person. Uh, my partner Sipu is like intimate connections, mm. but I like, can have multiple ones. Like if I am non-monogamous, it is literally almost jumping into another monogamous thing. Like I can't, yeah. I can't be talking to more than one person because I'm putting in time big time, bear time yeah. into this person, right? And so, like, I think right now we're, like, exploring a place where I'm actually being open with the fact that I'm not a one-night stander and I'm not a this and I'm not a that. Would it's you consider so yourself sapiosexual? What, what does that mean? It's, oh, wait, no, it's the one where you love people's brains? Yes. Yes, all my days. Yes. Dripping wet. Oh you my. sit down and you have conversations about books, have conversations oh about gosh. authors that you have in common with, have conversations about fucking uh, alignment of stars and anyone who can teach me anything. Because also, you remember the ah, you, you know the way I was like, I, nothing know, turns me on more than learning. <laughs> if you teach me stuff, like the the person that I had like a COVID esque thing with, right? Super smart, right? Mm. Toxic as shit. That's its own business, oh. right? Super, super smart, like, was one of those who knows all the political shifts of the world, like, you know, big political energy, yes, right? Always course. knowing stuff, always unpacking stuff. Also knew a lot about digital security. Love that shit. I mm. could not deal with all of the things that they knew that I did not know. Like, I'm one of those people who I'm like, I generally think like I know a lot of stuff. 
And the stuff that I don't know, I'm a bit like, you know, if I don't need to know it, then I don't need to know it. I'm okay, right? I stay in my lane. So like when somebody comes with something that I don't know, but I want to know, mm-hmm. I can't deal. I just, I cannot deal. Because mm-hmm. like even the ex-Kenyan was like some sort of damn child prodigy, right? Like they were like mm. much younger than me. But the stuff they knew, right? Um, just everything, right? At one point they were teaching themselves how to code successfully did that wow at one point like they just knew stuff about like science and at one, also they're a poet so they still know all that stuff like just you know when somebody just so it's like right and left brain what it was wild like literally i'd be sitting there and even english guys english is my one thing that i like i can words are my thing they'd say something and i'm like i don't understand what you just said and they're like oh it means this i was like finished like, what must i do with this content what i'm just going to open my legs well, just, oh, we, that that is also just putting it on the podcast that is also something i'm manifesting something really smart also funny i'm just witty think, witty i love witty i just think but i also i want to do that shit where we're talking and then you just slip but something also, out I and feel it's I'm smart funnier and than funny. most people right yeah. in my day-to-day yeah so I've never met anyone where I'm like, lol, you could laugh me, you could laugh you me could out, out of love. my panties. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want, I want that thing where I'm like, lol, laughing so hard. Yeah. I'm taking off my underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't wear underwear, but the, so it's the. So how it's does the your partner feel about this? I don't know. How do you feel about this? This one's generally quite chill because they're trying to be in the world. But also, I speak on your life a lot. My partner is sitting in the room. It's a podcast. So I think I'm going to have to do a podcast yeah. with Sipu alone. Yeah, okay. Without, I'll go sit outside. Without you. How about him? I'll go sit outside. Actually, I think I think because I say a lot of things and I just presume because she's yeah. quite chill. Mm. I always just presume in terms of our non-monogamy, like she's very, very chill. But I don't know. She could be wilding. And we do have these conversations. And she's also like, I think one thing I really appreciate about Sipu is if something's making her feel some type of way, she'll say Okay. She won't just sit there seething. I am yeah. a seether. And I stew. And then all of a sudden, I just serve you this bowl of nonsense. nonsense I'm being soup. better. Yeah, nonsense soup. I'm being better. My therapist is making me better. It's okay. fine. Um, but like with her, she'll just be like, like to give an example, like when with this COVID person, at one point, it's like, you keep ditching me mm. to go and talk to this person. And it's very light, subtle ways, but mm. it's not a real thing. And I was like, yo, yo, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? It's like, yeah, no, no, no. And very calmly, and I think that's what I appreciate. So, yeah, but now in monogamy, hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. It's not for the faint heart. It's not for the faint heart. And the thing is, people look at the lives of people who are living ethically non-monogamous lives and are just like, oh, my God, I wish I was you. There's the number of times that I have received the, especially from straight cishet men, um, they were. They are not like. Ready. Oh my gosh! Like I wish I was you. You they got all not. these. I'm just like no. You can't. You can't. This is a PSA to all cishet men. You're not ready. Yeah. Chamam. You're not ready. Yeah. Mm-mm. Because they would. They would much rather be uh, non-ethically non-monogamous than mm-hmm. they would ethically. Like, why am I having to talk to somebody? Why about must this? I think you? Yet it's the thing you want. You want to have multiple partners. Just like make it ethical believe it or but, not but it's work and yeah. people don't want the work that's what it is like people don't want that's the work what it, it is. is weirdly enough it is so much easier in the short term i think that's what we need to emphasize it's so yeah. much easier in the short term 
to be lying and cheating and snaking. Yeah. Because you get new pussy right now, you get new dick right now, yeah. you get new fingering right, whatever it you're is you all want. Your shit you're right getting now. all your shit right now, and you don't have to deal with it. But when it blows up, it blows up. But like now with ethical non-monogamy, it's constant conversations. It's constant hard conversations. It's not mm. just fun like, oh, I saw this person. Ooh, babe, show me their Instagram. Ooh, yes, mm. nice. Five star, would recommend. No, yeah. right? Like there's so much more to it. And yo, it's, it's a lot of work. Mm. Like it's a lot of work. Like with us, we've had, so we, we sometimes have conversations about the fact that we've had conversations. Like, oh, actually we're really proud of where we are right now. And we're doing a thing right now. It's just, it's so much work. Yeah. But it's worth it. Like, sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. And I think that's that's the thing that trips me up sometimes. Yeah. Where I'm like, this doesn't feel worth it. I could just be out in these streets, whatever. Like, I, whatever. But, like, you actually realize that at the end of the day, that it actually is really worth it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I really feel like having a throuple question. So... You're currently in a throuple, right? And we had a conversation about the sex. Yes. What is the coolest thing y'all have ever done as a throuple sexually? I have to. Oh, I just have to. Okay. I just have to. I, I just I just have okay. to. It's just there. Are you and Sipu going to go home and masturbate to my throuple sex stories? Hello. <laughs> Sipu's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I would have to say, um, I once bro- I broke Magic's strap. What? Hello. Yeah. That was, we had shower sex. Mm. <sighs> that was fucking hot. You know, our sex is so wild. I can't think of an encounter that is one that is better than the other. We just have It's like, just like one like tapestry <sighs> of like incredibly wild yeah. sensual sex. Oof, I love it. There was a night that we did some rope because uh, one of my partners, um, Dame, who is, is has been dabbling a little bit with rope. So we did a little rope play and that was a nice thing. So it's like asking you your favorite part of like a tapestry. Yeah, because it's all always different. It's all always so intense and intimate. And it's all always just like super wild Oof. and kinky. And then it just like all lasts for hours. Oof. We always, we don't know what quickies are. Mm. We have sex for hours. I, oof. So okay. I don't know. It's okay. I feel you answered the question. Have you and Sipu ever had a threesome or um, no. considered having a three-way relationship? Never considered having a three-way relationship, but there was one woman. Because we also don't have the same taste in women, right? Mm. We have, like, completely different taste in women. But there was this one woman. Oh, she's so thick. Oh, my gosh, she was so beautiful. Right? You even know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you do, baby. <laughs> we were like, look. And this was before we had, again, all of the lingo. Like, our relationship is as old as SMSing. Mm. Oh, so all of this wow. nice new lingo and Googling and yeah. all of these podcasts, nonsense. Um there was this one woman where we were like at this event and we saw her and we're just like, we would love to take her home. And that was the only time our paths have ever crossed, ne? Did you take her home? We did not. Did anything happen? Did no. you talk to her? No. Aki, you guys, shame on you. Oh, are we not embarrassed? You met her years later. You met her years later. And? Oh, my days. Okay, if you slept with her by yourself, I'll be so upset. I didn't, no. Is that something that you guys would like to do? I think so. I would actually really want to see you fuck somebody. 
because like you've I, been together for 11 years yeah you still haven't done this no there's a lot of growing up mm. we had to do Mm. yes and a lot of healing because 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 of the intense nature of like not the intense nature but like the longitudinal nature of our relationship Mm. like we've seen each other grow from because we've been together since we were 21 22 right we were Mm. children when we got together and so all of these phases of time where we've seen you know the rise and rise of no longer being like just a lesbian and now we're like queer we've seen that we've seen gender non-conforming happen we've seen mm. non the rise and rise of non we've seen all these phases and we're going through them together so and the like letters constantly adding the letters from lgbtq adding, to, like you know I to I now today mm. like my beautiful partner is like i might get a binder like you know just all of these things where like people have like engaged with this like by themselves we've seen this all with another person and because of the like level of commitment it's not a case of like i'm gonna go do me you go do you i'm mm-hmm. see you on the other side of this journey right so there's been so much where like by the time we learn one thing there's a new thing and also learning like the fact that we are kind of vaguely getting non-monogamy sort of right it's a good 55 percent mm. passing rate hello yes Yay. is in itself is it or is this, you think it's more okay so we're gonna give us our, i'm gonna i'm gonna 65 that's still not the best grade you're not gonna get the onto the dean's list for I that i don't right? think you can i don't think anybody gets onto the dean list for non-monogamy i feel like, I feel like there's uh, there's been some people i've seen and then they've broken up in their little thruple and, and then, then also it's it's really easy to see things from the outside and be like oh my god you guys are so amazing it's just like oh god let me tell you what's actually I, happening because i inside. was like on your things i was giving you guys a cool like 85% Oh gosh, passing. no, we're probably at 50. At 50. Yeah. You see, like we're just trying to get motherfucking by, yeah. right? And there's something hard about it, yes, because you're trying to figure out something with another whole human being. Yeah. And we're very, very different people, right? But then there's also something about it like the way you say with community, like figuring things out together. Yeah. And there is a sense of community in being with somebody for that long because you know somebody that this person knows you you're good you're bad you're ugly Mm -hmm. which is sometimes very upsetting Mm -hmm. but sometimes there's also just that sense of like yay you know me so you can see as i'm going into this relationship with this person you're like it's a hard no fam because their toxicity and your toxicity Mm. they're not the they're not not the same was up yeah they're not the same was up and to be fair yes to be fair, like, and I will be very, very honest on this podcast. Like, I know also the way, despite being, you know, a sex positive person, right? I, I know, and I've realized this within the, like, the last, like, six months or something. The way that I've engaged with sex needs to completely shift, right? It's been very cognitive for me. So I've been able to think all the right things. But, like, a lot of, like, my traumas and my this and my that have not played nicely. So mm. it's like they're silenced, while I'm doing my work and saying all the good things and doing all the right things. There's just a whole thing happening, a whole thing with a whole other human and growth by yourself is really, really hard. Growth with another person is even harder. It's a whole other story altogether. Mm. Yeah. Because you have to provide room for somebody else's growth and it's never happening at the same rate as yours. Exactly. Right. And the time is fucking hard. And the times it is happening at the same rate, yeah. it could be in different directions. Exactly. So it's not growth is not linear. 
So you could both be growing, but like growing in different directions or, you know, like just it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's just like the way you say constant conversations, constant checking in, constant not wanting to just like punk out and just be like, fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Which is which is almost always the go to. It's just like this shit is hard. Fuck it. I'm out. The easy thing to do is to be like, I'm out. And Peace. I've only been in a relationship with um, my couple right now for like five months. But like, I've had so many instances where I'm just like, oh, fuck it, I'm out. Like, I don't need to be here for this shit. Like, here's but, my resignation yeah. letter. <laughs> Two weeks notice. I'm not even giving you notice. I'm out. 24 hours. Hello. <laughs> but my thing is just like, I really, really have made a decision in my life that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with magic. Mm. I'm going to sp- I have chosen magic to be my life partner. Oh damn. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life with magic regardless of how hard that thing is going to be. Do you know the problem of being friends with a podcaster? Why? You hear things on the podcast. Oh god. You didn't tell me this. We ha- we would be- we've been straight up chilling for hours and you didn't tell me this. Oh, is this does this feel like new information for you? It feels like, like does hard. it change everything? No, it doesn't change anything. I just feel like this was big information and I just wanted to end the podcast on oh. a sulky note. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna hide I don't want nobody else seeing me naked But I risk it for you I want you to take it Cause I know now I found something special So I just wanna Lay down my body Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to join us on social media as we continue these conversations. As always, I am so happy to hear from you and learn from you and know if there's anything new that you learned from this podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time. Bye. secrets with you cause with you I have no fear because my soul is ready and my heart is vacant I want you to be with me every step I'm taking